Well, when I first became a Christian, I was 23 years old. And uh, within a couple months, I started teaching Sunday school. I was so on fire for Jesus. Didn't really know a whole lot, but I just wanted to share the gospel. So I started teaching grade three, four Sunday school. And I had to go buy a children's Bible because I hadn't a clue what the kids were talking about. These are kids that grew up in church, and they were telling me who Noah was and what was what, right? And all these stories. Well, soon after, um, I started waking up in the night with sermons. And I have, a, I have a gift of prophecy, so I wonder if some of those were even a prophetic word. I don't really know. I didn't write them. I wrote them down, but I didn't keep any of them. But the Lord would wake me up in the night with like these messages, with these sermons, and I'd go and I'd write them out. Now, I was very new to church, and I didn't want to ask anybody, like, is this normal? Is this, what you're, is this what happens? Like, you know, so I'd go to this group at church, and I'd be like, hey, hey, does this happen to you guys? Is like Jesus wake you up in the night and give you a message? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay, shh, shh. No, I didn't say anything. I was just asking for a friend, you know. It wasn't for me. And then I'd ask over here to this other group, and, and uh, people were like, no, no, that doesn't happen to us. So I just thought I was super weird, right? I just, which is true. I am super weird. But... I just thought I was so weird and didn't understand it. And then this one day, I said to my friends in one of my women's Bible studies, because I was in five. Yeah, you think y'all are busy? I was in five Bible studies when I first became a Christian. Yeah, I was a bit fanatical. My parents thought I was in a cult. (laughs) Because, I mean, from being at the bar to five Bible studies, like, (laughs) there's some transformation that was going on there, right? And so one of my Bible studies, I said to some of my friends, does this happen to you guys? Like, do you guys, like, get these, like, messages in the night? They're like, no. But we're so excited that you do. And would you like the opportunity to come to our Bible study and to share one of the messages that you've received? And I was like, oh, okay, I could do that. So my very first message that I ever shared was like 26 years ago in my friend Tanya's kitchen. She had this kitchen family room, and there was an island. And so I stood at the island, 23 years old, and shared my first message. I had only been a Christian maybe six months, right? But what they did is they created this environment for me that was, one, super safe right? I wasn't vulnerable. I wasn't going to be under criticism or attack if I had something a little bit off. It was super safe. And they also, they helped me. They gave me some great um, feedback and ways to kind of keep pressing into the Word of God as he developed this gift in me. Now, this is what we're going to talk about today. Part of the reason why we operate in spiritual gifts together is because we're safe together, right? We're safe in community with one another so that we can try some stuff out, so we can practice. I mean, if at 23 years old, when I had very little biblical understanding, and if I had gone before a congregation and shared a message, that that would have been harmful, right, to me. Not everyone else, maybe, I don't know. But to me, that would have been harmful, and I probably would have never done it again because I would have humiliated myself and gone beyond the place of where I needed to be. What I needed to be was in a safe place growing with other people. Does that make sense? All right. So last week, we talked a lot about purpose and destiny, and I just want to affirm with that 
that our first and foremost purpose is to be in a love relationship with Jesus Christ. And so as you hear us talk about spiritual gifts, these are a wonderful complement. The fruits of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, these are all wonderful attributes and, and, and Holy Spirit gifts that he releases in us. But I need you to know that we first seek after the kingdom of God. Okay? We first seek after God. Right? That is our first job. It's, we are a part of his God story, but our purpose is to know God. My purpose here, in a spiritual gift sense, you know, would be to pastor, would be to share a message, to teach. But my first purpose is to know God. Okay? Does everyone agree? I don't want you to get confused. We're not talking about spiritual gifts because we want to elevate them to something that they are not. Our first purpose is to seek after God. We need to seek God. I want you to say, I need to seek God. I need to seek God. Hey, that's my first purpose. God will add the other things, right? But we don't just get busy for busy's sake, right? We don't just serve for serving's sake. We, we get busy and we serve and we do those things because the purpose is to connect deeper with our Lord Jesus, with our Heavenly Father, with Holy Spirit. You were created to be in relationship with God. You were created to be in relationship with God. That's your purpose. That's the whole reason is to be in relationship with God. So I'm going to read a passage from Ephesians 4, and what I'd like to do is I'm going to ask you to stand, because it's quite a long passage, and I just really want to honor the Word of God. I mean, we will honor it every single day, but I just want to honor it this way. So you can read along on the screen, and, uh, and I'm going to read it out loud for you. So Ephesians 4, starting in verse 1. Therefore I, and this is Paul speaking, a prisoner for serving the Lord beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. And I want to just pause for half a second. I, I feel a lot like Paul, who wrote these words. I feel like I'm saying them to you as my beloved church. Okay? So these aren't just words, but I'm saying these over you. Okay? Like, I beg you, beloved church, my beloved church, please, Together, let's live a life worthy of your calling because you have been called. You have been called. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. And I bolded that. Oh, it didn't show up there. But I bolded that. United in the spirit. Binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body. I want you to say one body. This word body in the Greek actually means persons, animals, galaxies, stars, churches. There is one everything. There is one body. And there is one spirit. I want you to say one spirit. Just as you have been called to one glorious hope. I want you to say one glorious hope. For the future. There is one Lord. One faith. One baptism. One God. 
and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Jesus Christ. Amen. We bless and honor the reading of this word. You may be seated. Thank you. Now, in this verse, it says that we are united in the Spirit, binding yourselves with peace. And there's this myth, and our series has been called Mythbusters, so we're going through some myths that we've been believing. There's this myth that unity is impossible because we have different ideas and opinions. And that is a myth that we must cast back to the pits of hell because we absolutely can have unity even though we have different opinions and thoughts and ideas. You see, unity can be just a word. Yeah, it could be just a word that we throw around and we talk about, right? Or it could be an action that we diligently practice. Unity doesn't mean you agree with me on everything and doesn't mean I agree with you on everything. If we all agreed with me, the whole world would be sparkly. And I know some of you are not in agreement with that. You'd be like, no, that's too much. My one friend calls glitter the herpes of the craft world. You know, there's some of you out there who just don't want that much glitter and sparkle, right? But unity means joining together as a whole. It means agreement, that we agree together to choose love and to choose friendship. I choose to be in love and friendship with you, and you choose to be in love and friendship with me. In the name of Jesus, we choose to make an agreement to be in unity with one another in the name of Jesus Christ. So we can have different ideas, different opinions, different thoughts, but we choose when we're in the body of Christ, to be in unity, to be in agreement with each other. Now, I have an object lesson. Brian, you're going to love this. I'm going to get Michaela to come up here. Where's me? Oh, she's over there. I just got to get my stuff. It's been a busy day. Okay, little object lesson just to help you to understand this thing about being in unity. Okay, so Michaela, you are going to just step right into that, right in there. Okay. No, this is not one of those dress-changing magic shows. I, Jalissa asked if I could, and I couldn't quite figure that out. So what I want you to do, Michaela, is I want you to lift it up, and we're going to together, I'm going to pull this back so everybody can see. We're going to together, we're going to read these words. One body, and then she's going to lift it up, and we're going to say the next one, okay? One, the next one. Everyone got it? Okay, let's do it. One body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one wowzers. Now, guess what this is called? This is called the Holy Spirit hula hoop. It's a holy hula hoop. That's what this is right here, okay? This is a holy hula hoop. Now, what happens for Michaela is that when she is standing in the presence of God, when her purpose in life is to be chasing after him, to be tethered to God, to be anchored to God, right? To be connected to him. She's standing in one body, one spirit, one hope. She's standing in the holy hula hoop. And what happens inside a holy hula hoop? 
there's transformation. There's growth, right? Because this is, this is the presence of God. And it doesn't mean that Michaela is going to get it right every single day, every single minute. But these, these are the promises that she has over her life. That there is one body and she belongs to it. And so when she's in this holy hula hoop, the presence of God can transform her, can, can do a metamorphosis in her life, can change her. Who here needs to be changed? I, I'm hoping every hand is up because we need a change. And guess what? I can point my finger at you and tell you you need to change, but it's got to go right here. I need a Holy Spirit hula hoop. I need to be changed from the inside out. And the only one who's going to do that with glory and honor, with tenderness, with beauty, is our Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only one. Trust me, I've tried to change my husband. It, hasn't, it doesn't go that great. He's tried to change me. I think it's actually harder to change me, <laughs> to be really honest, right? But it's Holy Spirit that does the transforming and the changing in each one of us. And you see, when we are in the presence of God, when we are chasing after our purpose, which is what? It isn't about my spiritual gifts. It isn't about any of those things. My purpose is to know God and be known by God. And when I'm standing in the presence of God, that Holy Spirit can do that transformation. And then what happens is that if this is my focus... I'm going to crown her. This like goes back to my Miss Prince George days. I'm going to put this sash over her. I don't know if it's going to work very well. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Oh, look at you, multitasker. Okay, you can't really see it. Here, here, go like this. Yeah, there, there. Okay, and on here is unity, right? Unity. So when I am standing in the presence of God and I'm focused on one body and one spirit and one hope and one Lord and one faith and one baptism, there's going to be unity in my spirit because I'm connected to the Lord Jesus Christ. Is this making sense? Hey, who wants a Holy Spirit hula hoop? Like, hey, I want a holy hula hoop. I want to be transformed in the presence of God. And he is not like, oh, Pastor Kimmy needs to make you a special one before you can, you know, be transformed. No, no, no. Every single one of us right here, right now can be like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in, God. Transform me because I want all of these promises and I want unity. I want unity in my life. Now, here's the cool thing that happens. When Michaela decides that she's going to drop the hula hoop and she's going to step out of the presence of God. She's going to choose that. She's going to step out of unity, right? She's going to say, no, actually, Pastor Kimmy, I'm not going to agree with you on that thing and I'm going to make it a thing and we're not going to have unity in that thing. We're not going to talk about it because I'm going to step out of unity. Again, it's not that she agrees with everything that I believe, right? But it's that we have an agreement that we're going to love each other. And church, we have got to get better at our relationships. We have got to get better at resolving our relationships and going to one another when there is a hurt, when there is an offense. We have got to get better at this. The world is better at it than we are. We have Jesus Christ. Like, we have got to get better than this. So what happens is if you can imagine that I'm Michaela and I come out of unity and these are my spiritual gifts 
these are the gifts of the Spirit operating, this is what happens. Right? There's a little bit of something. But it's a little bit of something on my own. Who wants a little bit of something on their own? Trust me, it, it is not that great. Right? I want a whole lot of something in the Holy Spirit. Because when I'm in unity with Him, when I'm in His presence, then those gifts can explode out of me. Yeah, you know what's coming. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't know I was going to do that to her. Her beautiful outfit. <laughs> so, we want those gifts to flow, and those gifts flow when we are in unity with one another, when we choose to be in the Spirit, in the presence of God. And these things are more important than my opinion. These things are more important than me being right. Right? These things are more important than my ideas. Right? Because I'm in the presence of God. And what does Holy Spirit do? He comes to us in power and what? Intelligence. Power and intelligence. Say intelligence. God is not a confusing God. If you are feeling confused, he has answers. He has provision for you because he is not confusing. Confusion is of the enemy. Holy Spirit is power to inspire you, to release you, to empower you, but he's intelligence. Because if I'm powered by Holy Spirit, but I have no idea where I'm going, I'm just going to be a mess, right? I'm just going to make a mess everywhere that I go. Because I'm like a bull in a china shop. If I'm empowered, but don't have the connection and the relationship to the intelligence, I'm off doing my own thing, right? Do you get that? We have to have power and intelligence. Oh, Michaela, you're so beautiful. You're so lovely. Thank you for being my assistant. You can just kind of drop it to the floor. and You're, you're, you're so beautiful. Uh, you can leave it. Sure, I don't know. You can just go like that. <laughs> oh, Michaela, yes. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then these things will be added to you. But first we seek the kingdom of God.